Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. Hello, you wee hens. This is Lawrence Cheney, and you're listening to United Queendom podcast with the gorgeous Ed Dyson and the other one. <laughs> oh, you chick, you cheeky wee wench, I won't have it. That was very shady of me, and especially because we had to do it twice because I forgot to record the first time. So not only did I insult you, Sam, and pretend to be Lawrence Cheney, we've had to go through the whole thing twice. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like getting surprise bummed and then surprise bummed again. <laughs> God. And um, so let's get into the rate. Go from um, get the rating for this week, which we forgot to do last week. We're all over the place. I'm giving this week's episode a 6 out of 10. And I have a feeling, Sam, I don't know why, that you're going to go higher. I like Brucey bonus. I'm going to go higher and I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I give a 6, you give a 9. 69, turn it upside down. <laughs> Top and what tails. What have you got? 96. <laughs> I've got your real age. Uh, my real age. Can I, so can I so I have given it a nine because it is uh, is one of my favorite episodes I have to say of all time. I mean, there's so much in it. I know we're going to discuss it all, but like six is a. I mean, normally we are on a similar sort of vibe, but that isn't similar. Why so low? This is the biggest gap we've had between um, scores. Between, I, we're falling apart the seams. Well, I think it's just because I mean that's the answer: falling apart the seams. Because the British queens with design challenges, they never really bring it as much. So it's just kind of more who's the least worst. So you can't blame it on the outfits. It's about how how we are being entertained, not how good the drag queens are. Surely. Well, I'll say something now, which I know is very controversial, and I've been trying not to say it because I feel like it's going to cause a big backlash. But I, oh, good God. I <laughs> prefer the American current American season to the current British season, <gasps> and I know everyone else thinks the other way around, but. I think it's just the the level of the outfits and the level of the lip syncs. I didn't feel like that with last year, so I don't know what it is this year. But mm, th- I'm I'm fifty fifty. I have to say, I think I think half half. Well, it's half and half. That's pretty much is fifty fifty. Uh, <laughs> I think it's. I you think didn't go to school for math. <laughs> I didn't go to school for math. <laughs> I think it. I think they are both. Um, so I wrote an article recently um, on the Glue website, which um, we will um, discuss. <laughs> I um. I did the differences between UK and US and there are many. And I think, um, I think the reason I'm 50, 50 is because I think they're just different shows. They're just completely different shows. So that's why, I mean, it just depends on which one you prefer, obviously. Well, yeah, but then I preferring this UK season to say season 11 of American drag race. It just so happens. This one happens to be going up against what I consider to be a really good American season. Mm. So it's a bit I of bad luck. Both, I think they're I, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of bad luck, Hon. I think they're both. I think they're both really good, and um, they have. I think the casting is really good on both of them. I think they're both. I just think that because there was a lot. I mean, there was a lot of e. And we we will talk about it. Was there was a lot of emo in this one, and I was genuinely touched. Oh God! And that, it's been a while. In my, for you, in, my it? in my in my in my private blaze. <laughs> Show me where they touched you. <laughs> show us on the doll. I'll show you in my heart. I'll show you all. Um, and another thing that was very touching was the fact that our episode this week with Joe Black has become one of our most quickly downloaded episodes ever, which I th- think is because Sam's not on it. Again, Sam, I'm, I'm repeating the shade. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. Your bitchy comments don't have the same sting when I've heard them already. <laughs> this is just rubbing the salt in the second time. But I think we're up to the point where I realised I wasn't recording before. I know, we're... <laughs> I know we're not. We've got this bit uh, of talking about Veronica. She's... <laughs> She's confident because, um, oh, by the way, listen to the Joe Black episode if you haven't. But in this week's episode, uh, Veronica Gollum, she's saying that she feels more confident now in the competition. Veronica slash Gollum. Now she's got a a win under her belt. Do you think she's a bit of a front runner now? I think she is. She's very precious about that win. (laughs) (laughs) My precious. And I just to begin with, I got a whiff of 
slightly like oh see as in like I'll sh- I showed you and you know we, you know all these people that said I wasn't good enough and la di da di da like I'm sort of feeling a little bit of knock and a bit of smug but um she gets better over the over the episode but at the beginning there I think a bit like she's not very gracious about winning she's sort of a bit like see you can't spell Veronica without knock I th- oh can you I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. You can't. We'll have someone check that. And then I've got my ongoing problem, as well as with spelling, of not being able to remember anything about Sister Sister. So I swear to God, <laughs> was she eliminated and I just missed it because I just not nothing's sticking, nothing's going in. You you, you missed her, missed it. Uh, she's um <laughs> yeah, she's she's still in it. Uh, basically, the difference is right. Is that. You're getting confused between because there's a lot of them have very twinny hair. So um, so Ellie and sister both have very like boy their boy hair is like grade zero at the sides and a bit of a weirdy fringe. One of them's mm. blonde, the other one's quite similar. And and then also like you get you know you've got double yellow mullet trouble, and it's just it's just, I mean obviously there's diff- there's a difference there, but like with sister sister and Ellie they're they are a little bit interchangeable at the moment. Are they the same person just putting on a Scottish accent? This is the question. This is what we want to know. <laughs> Wait, well, that, well, then you and Lawrence could be the same person if it was just about an accent. That was actually Lawrence. He came in on the Zoom and then she left early. I'm telling you. And was... oh, well, well, tell her thanks a lot for sticking around for a full interview. I'll tell you, Sam Dowler, I've got a lot of, <gasps> a lot of gigs at the moment, so I, can't, I don't have time for this fucking podcast, all right? <laughs> I know the £15 a pop. <laughs> that was more like Nicola Sturgeon, I think. Um, but sp- speaking of... <laughs> Bloody <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon, don't get me started on that went not on Jimmy Cranky. <laughs> but speak, we have a lot of Scottish listeners, so we shouldn't into, it, like insult St. Nicola. That's, a, that's too political no, for this kind I've, of show. I have, a, I've, I have a lot of Scottish friends and they're not impressed. <laughs> Lawrence Cheney, for one. Um, and speaking <laughs> of putting on accents, RuPaul is still saying hi, babes, despite all advice. And sh- hi, babes. It sounds more Aussie the way he says it. I know it sounds a bit weird, but she um, she says something quite firm, which is people always ask me, where'd you get your gowns? And I say, you can't, bitch. They're designed for me and me alone. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And then she I brings like in the um, brings in the mini challenge, which is a tribute to Notting Hill Carnival, which I've never actually been to. Have you? I have. I've been uh, twice. I think a lot of my friends swear by it. Once I um, so when I was I used to live in Earl's Court, so it was it wasn't a million miles away from Notting Hill. So we walked there, and I went to. I didn't go in the actual you know throngs. We went to a house party. It was really busy, and it was like the the um, parade was there and everything. It was really fun, but it was um. Had an American friend with me, and that's why we did it, really, because she was just, like, fucking loving it and being like, oh, my God, it's Notting Hill Carnival. <laughs> so um, she was she was, she was, was enjoying it, but, I mean, I wouldn't do it again. A lot of deaths. She was looking for Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant, thinking it's the rom-com. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. <laughs> more, like a, more like a bag of brown and a slap in the face. <laughs> well, I've never... The thing that always put me off, you did it the right way, because she went to a house party, but... Yeah. Everyone says, oh, it's really hard to get a toilet. And, and like, for me, with my, the size of my wee-wee bladder, literally wee-wee, um, <laughs> it's a nightmare for me. But I would be good for the limbos, um, because being so short, I can just literally skip under them. <laughs> well, this is, well, this is um, another reason why I gave it such a high mark. This was one of my favourite mini-challenges of all time. It was good, wasn't it? It was so fun. Um, so the looks were brilliant and uh, I was genuinely gagged by how low some of these queens could go and um, it was, I mean like you know give or take Jodie Harsh I mean, she did, I mean you know we, we've all you, have you met her before haven't you I've met her a few times I have I've invited her on the podcast and she just said oh speak to my manager he's just over there and I went over to this man and I swear she just pointed at a random person I was just like what <laughs> I think I know I think I know her manager actually he's, he, I used to <laughs> do you know what I used to manage Gina G with his manager. <laughs> you managed Gina G? I managed Gina G for about a year. <laughs> for just a little bit. Just a month. I just only only for a little bit and then a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rolling contract. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, so um yeah, and I I'm pretty sure that he manages um 
manager's Jody now. So we'll we'll try again, shall we? But it was nice. It was I. You know, we've been to a lot of events, and she's a, and she does DJ at a lot of events. So I've seen I've seen that before. That whole thing, her DJing a lot of times, haven't you? Oh yeah, I have. And um, she's uh, she's been someone who everyone wondered w- would she come on Drag Race UK? Was she too big for it? And I think this answers the question now because she's come on the show kind of in a almost like how Lady mm. Bunny comes on Drag Race, as in like you know who she is, but she's never going to be competing. She's more of a almost like a peer, but not really. Uh, yes, I I think. Um, but also, but also, um, but not as a judge. That's that's um, well, no. So, so good enough, good enough to good enough to be in it, but not as a judge. A lot of people say RuPaul will never have another judge on the uh, judging panel because it like another drag queen, sorry, because it'll pull focus from her. So I think she would never do that. Oh, uh, um, I mean, it was. I think it was nice to have her as it was more of a reference, really, wasn't it? The one lesson we all have to learn from Jodie Harsh is be very careful when you are naming yourself. A, a drag queen name after a celebrity because they're not always relevant five years later. At this point, no, Jodie Harsh no. is more famous than Jodie Marsh, and it's like I, <laughs> an embarrassing reference, really, to get. I you. actually love. I actually love Jodie Marsh. She's so fun and so nice. But I mean, she's not lighting the world up at the moment, is she? I'm sure she's lighting yeah, something you know. up. But <laughs> <laughs> she's lighting up a reefer. <laughs> Um, right, she's lighting up a dirty bifta. That's what she's lighting up. <laughs> are you um? Are you good at limbo, Sam? Um, see now, this is the <laughs> this is the thing. Okay, so I do in this scenario, like if it was at a party or something, I definitely one hundred percent go too far. I mean, I know. Oh, shocking! <laughs> I know, I know you are shocked and gagged by that, but um, I've done it before, and um, so I'm. So I was at a friend's wedding a couple of years ago and it wasn't limbo, but it was, um, I ended up having a dance off with like a, a child who then went on to be on, who then went on to be, um, on the BBC one show greatest dancer and got to the final, but I wasn't, I wasn't having it. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be outgunned by a child. So I get onto a dance off with everyone at the wedding, standing around clapping. And, uh, I tried to do a head spin and nearly broke my neck. Did you and, win? Um, I, no, I did not win. He was amazing, obviously, because he was TV ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't walk for like three days afterwards. I nearly broke my neck. I broke my fucking neck. So this is like, so this is so this challenge gives me. I mean, much as I loved it, it does give me sort of horrors because I know, especially if I've had a, if I had had a few um a few a few Notting Hill Carnival tequilas, I'd have like gone for it. But I'm I'm amazed that I haven't injured myself far more than I have because I would have been like right I can fucking do this I can do this and then hurt myself what about you if you died we could have said Sam died doing what he loved trying to upset a small child um, <laughs> no I've, exactly I've done a few limbos I'm quite good at them because I'm near the ground but I, same as you I'm more of a dance-off person but I, I win my dance-offs and if there's a, yeah. if, if there's a child <laughs> from a talent contest then I'm gonna probably stand back and let them have their moment and be, be very bitter about I, I, I couldn't have it. I wasn't. No this is my no. day. Fuck the bride. Fuck this small celebrity child. It's my day. <laughs> and as as you know, being, you know, Marty McCutcheon's um, number one fan, this was my moment. And I wasn't having, and I wasn't going to let some child take it away from me, even though it wasn't, even though it wasn't my moment or my wedding. I don't like to be called her number one fan, please. Just her only fan. Some people have only fans. Oh. She has only one fan, and it's me. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see her on OnlyFans. Take a look at my dirty Tiffany pussy, right? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Grant loves this. He does. <laughs> he loved it when I wank him like this. Have a look. <laughs> right back to Drag Race for crying out loud. Sorry, sorry. Who, who did you think was the best at the limbo? Uh, <laughs> well, the ones that won. <laughs> So that was Veronica and Tace. Veronica and Tace, 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 Tace. <laughs> um, yeah, they were, they were, I mean, I was actually really surprised. And also, yeah, I was surprised that they were quite so bendy. That is, it got quite low and that is difficult. Well, you're good at bending forwards. I don't know about backwards, but. Um, yeah, yeah, but I, get, I bend forwards so much to splat on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen you. Um, Shamdowler. <laughs> Uh, well, I, th- I thought the winner was Ellie's bollock because she made the took most of the star quality in the room, but um, that was her most memorable moment. So, but it didn't come out though, did it? It was just sort of like 
Bulbuth. I think it did, but the editors around it. I think there was... Oh. There was some bulging there, I think. We saw Ellie, both of Ellie's diamonds, I think, we saw at one point. Because you, you have to, when you tuck, you suck your balls up in, into yourself, don't you? Well, I've never done it, but yeah, I've done the thing where, not to be too graphic, but where it happens naturally, usually during <laughs> moments of self-pleasure, and it's quite painful. The, yeah, when you, when you orgasm, isn't it? Sometimes it happens then. Sometimes it does, yeah. So it's quite a, you go from quite a high to quite a shocking low. Um, <laughs> so, it's happened with me, but it was both my balls and my cock, and they both disappeared up my arsehole. <laughs> Oh, go fuck yourself, Sam. And you did. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of pairs, they, they're two winners. They all get to pair up with their best Judies. And then um, the maxi challenge is who wore it best. So they think they're teaming up to work together, but they're actually each other's rival. That was a good twist, wasn't it? That was a good twist. I do like, um, I mean, Ellie is like, he's like a proper, like when he's doing, especially when he's doing the, um, the limbo. He's a proper Glasgow wee mink. He's like, hey! He's like, like, my old flatmate who used to live, who was from Scotland, there's like a, so if you're from Glasgow, if you're Glasgow, it's quite rough. It's quite rough. And a wee mink is from Glasgow. They're proud of how rough they are, I think. It's a, it's oh, a... absolutely, yeah. Um, and then, so I'm surprised this has never happened on Drag Race America because it's such a good idea, this challenge. Uh, to mm. pull this twist. So they have to all get assigned a coloured box and outshine each other. So, like, do you think any of the boxes would be, like, a bad choice or a good choice, or do you think it doesn't really matter what you get? Well, I'm just amazed that Veronica went for a green, first of all. I mean, I don't think it would really matter that much, other than, like, you know, a gold or um, a black is quite statement, isn't it? And it's quite... You could get something really fancy, and both the gold and the black are the best ones. I just think something like green is a bit like... Ooh, it's a bit sicky and I don't know. I, I I don't know why she chose that first. Well, I guess black is good because you can hide a lot of like, if there's mistakes in it, they might not be noticeable. Whereas got... Yeah, if there's um, like like bits and bobs falling off, like it doesn't, it doesn't look it. You can, as you said, you can hide it because you can't even see it. And then Ahura begins what is a very shady episode of her when she's like, why didn't I pick Tia? Because then I could have easily sent her home. But instead she of course chose Taste because of their sexual tension. Yeah, exactly. And also, I am, um, you know, Ahura has not done herself proud for me this episode. I mean, I know I've said how I loved Tia, but like, you know, it's not, it's nasty. And she's got a real sneer on her about it. And like, and she's, with these digs all the way through, I know they're trying to do it, but it's like, and I know they trailed it for next week as well. that They're going to bring it up, but I, I don't know. And it's like, you know, you know, Tia, is it, they're already already she's already baroness basic you don't have to like keep on kicking her in it's just unnecessary well i heard i can't remember where i read it but someone i think it was one of the queens had said that ahora apparently went on the show with a strategy which was i'm gonna be the bitchy queen so i get a lot of screen time so yeah yeah if, which i get i've often thought before if i was on the show i can imagine i'd try and be a bit more playful i wouldn't want to come across like picking on people but mm. It is a good way to make sure that you don't fade and do a sister-sister and not be remembered at all. But also the thing is, as I know, the second Big Brother reference of the week, it's <laughs> difficult to to maintain a personality trait that isn't yours. Do you know what I mean? If you're like, I'm going to go in and I'm going to be bitchy. You, it's so difficult to do that like all the time. Really, really difficult. Almost impossible. Cause oh, you yeah. Because you, you forget yourself and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. Oh. And then especially when it's emotional moments and they really want the best from you, you have to be yourself. Otherwise, otherwise it just doesn't work and you do come across as completely fake. But then I think she, I don't think she's pretending to be bitchy. I think she is bitchy. I think all drag queens are bitchy, but they're... Uh, yeah, exactly. She's basically not, she, whereas not in normal life, in order not to get a punch in the face, she's probably like holds back a bit. She just thought, I'm not going to hold back. Yeah, it's like leaning into the um, most dramatic sides of you to for good TV. Um, yeah. So Veronica and Taste both get to choose their box. Taste picks black, Veronica picks green, despite Michelle hating green. And then we get Ginny and Sister Sister get pink, which works for them. Astina and Bimini get blue, and then Lawrence and Ellie get gold. Lawrence and Ellie! <laughs> so we, uh, Ginny says she can't sew, so she's fucked. But after seeing her big hairy ass, do we want to see her get fucked? I don't know. <laughs> but she's getting... Oh, no thanks. Not with those shit locks. My big hairy ass. And um, <laughs> Tia says she usually gets someone to sew for her. And we're like, well, 
that hasn't gone well in the past, so we shall <laughs> yeah, see how this goes. And then um, they start working on their outfits, and Ahara, you'd think, see, this is not bitchy because she's actually giving Tace a hand, and not f- for the first time. She's given her a hand before. A hand, a hand. <laughs> she's giving her a hand job under the desk. A hand job, baby. But it's quite nice that she's helping her, isn't it? Because she could just leave her out to try. Well, this is what I mean. I don't think Ahura is as mean as she makes out that she is at all. And I think, um, and I, but I think that she's genuinely has some, you know, fond feelings for, um, for, for taste. So I'm not, I'm not really surprised by it, but it's, um, and also like, you know, obviously skipping forward a bit, like it is, she, <laughs> she does give her help. And the thing is like, I do, I do like it. This, this is again, why it's enough, why it's a nine out of 10. I like it when there is, they help each other, you know. I think it's. I think it. It, it gives me hope. <laughs> okay, you've convinced me to go up to a seven now. You might keep moving oh, me up. Yay! <laughs> I'm, I'm coming up to join you, Sam. Save me a seat up there at number nine. Do you need a hand job to help you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going back down again. The elevator is going back down. <laughs> I do like. I did like it when <laughs> when Taste goes. <laughs> Taste goes. Um, I don't want to put the mockers on it. But I've got a sleeve. <laughs> Is that a wizard sleeve you've got there, Tate? <laughs> that was a good impression of her. You sounded like her then. She's got quite a weird accent. It's like part American, part Welsh, and then part, obviously, English. Yeah, it is odd. Um, what else was odd was Rue doing his walk around, trying to freak everyone out. And she, um, I love the fact Ginny's saying, oh, I've always hated myself. I don't feel attractive. I'm disgusted by my body. Rue's like, have you tried being sexy? I'm like, what kind of shady <laughs> advice is that? But... Did you not see her Listen, hairy ass last week? <laughs> I know you. Th- I know you think you're disgusting, but why don't you just try not being disgusting, <laughs> and then you might do better. I mean, like, why don't you put on padding and just change your entire look, and then we won't think you're disgusting as well. You'd look a lot better if you looked completely different from how you look now. <laughs> Have you tried that? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Everyone says you're fat and disgusting. Well, try. Just not being like that and doing doing something completely different. And Rue really thinks she's like some sort of self-help counsellor. It's like you're just going around reading these <laughs> bitches for filth when they're already telling you they feel at their lowest ebb. Um, oh, and- I mean, she is sweet though, Jenny, when she's like, oh, I've always thought of my, myself as gross and my body's repulsive. And she doesn't, you know, I mean, like, I think that's why she does the whole comedy thing, like, look at me hairy ass. It's like, like overcompensating. Well, yeah, I think a lot of the time, I mean, because they project such confidence in drag, you assume mm-hmm. they are. But a lot of the time, the reason yeah. they gravitate towards drag was to find the confidence they didn't have in real life. Yeah. And another lack of confidence is Bimini, when Rue brings up her um, balloons from last week, she just looks down, <laughs> looks ironically quite deflated. But it's just like, don't bring it up. We don't want to be reminded of that, please. Oh, I still, I still wish I knew what the intention was with that. She should have yeah. uploaded a video where it showed like how it was meant to look, like. Oh yeah, exactly, like how it looked in practice. Or something. She probably did actually. Um, I loved Rue when she did the walk around and got to the Scottish queens Lawrence and Ellie, uh, sister, sister. God, I'm doing it again. Mm. And um, <laughs> Lawrence says in Scotland there's no money and they get fifteen pound for a guest spot. That is shocking. Well, this this just goes towards what I was saying before about how it is a completely different show from the American one. I mean, they they come into the American one with a fan base. They come like um, from either families or this this whole thing where they you know they're making a lot of money either from Instagram. They've got a lot of followers, etc., etc., etc. And these are proper these are people who are living on and who do you know fifteen pound shows and work in a fucking drive through. It's like it is polar opposite of the Americans so yeah I mean like I, I kind of felt a bit bad about making such a fuss of them looking shit last week and like you know and the reveals and stuff but they just don't have the fucking money to do it so they doing they're like doing the best they can and I think it's I think it's really telling and a really interesting interesting bit of film actually but Lawrence is getting enough money from the gigs not to be I'm not quite fucking Willies yet so I'm I'm sure she, I'm sure she is maybe not charging for it but I'm sure she's sucking a few Willies I'm not sure she'd get a lot I sort of think 15 pounds would be generous <laughs> you can still make a good 200 pound a night if you really if you had a good red bull at the beginning and really put your mind to it <laughs> put your mouth to it <laughs> And then Lawrence um, absolutely stirs the pot and tells Rue, oh, there's sexual tension between Tace and Ahara. 
And mm, she she yeah. gets a good little quip in as well, saying, you can tell because Taste laughs at a horror's jokes and you know no one else does. So I was like... There was a good few quips here because um, Taste in the confessional says, oh, McSqueeze me. That made me laugh. And then she says to Rue later, Lawrence wouldn't have sexual tension if it smacked around the chops. <laughs> so British. So they're trying to play it down now. So everyone else is noticing this sexual tension, but they, especially, I think Ahara is happy to play up to it, but Taste is a bit, like, embarrassed to be associated. Like, <laughs> So do you think they're, um, what, they're doing it during the filming as well? Well, apparently, um, uh, one of our listeners told us this week that um, they live together now. Um, oh, so, but they well, moved, as a couple? But they moved in together after the filming, but, you know, when they go into the lockdown for six months before they come back... So, um, yeah. who knows what's gone on? We're gonna when we get chance to speak to them, we will ask for all the gritty details because cl- clearly we do not hold back with our questioning. No. <laughs> so then the queens find out that um, the queen out of the two of them who doesn't wear it best will be up for elimination, and they're all completely gagged. I know. I love it. And I love Veronica saying, I'm worried that I might lead to Tia leaving. It's like, she doesn't even consider the fact she might lose. It's like, I know. It's like, well, she is with Tia Coffee, so it clearly isn't going to be her. It is and, the dream um, partnership, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be with anyone, you want someone who's a bit shit. And like, I just think like, it. Oh, she just looks like... I mean, she looked, I mean, bless Veronica, out of out of drag, she just looks shocking. And like in the confessionals, she looks like, she just looks like one, like an 1800s like, little boy mannequin. Do you know what I mean? One of those little <laughs> freaky white mannequins. And um, I think yeah, she's like, cute. Yeah, well, you know, these little mannequins are cute. <laughs> They're just super spooky, that's all. <laughs> well, put your sensitive hat on, please, Sam, because we're moving into a sensitive part of the show, which is Oh, where... God, I'm not, I'm not being funny, but in my notes, I had something far, far worse to say, so we will leave that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to mute your mic during this bit, because um, we get into Jeannie Lemon uh, comes out as... Well, I don't know if she comes out necessarily, but she reveals that she's this non-binary on the show. Mm. And it's actually weird mm. to see her be serious, and it, it, she gives some backstory mm. to... Why she wears, uh, I was going to say, wears lemon, wears yellow, because it's like a non-gender <laughs> specific colour. And then again, mm. she gets a bit deeper into why she's never felt comfortable in her own body. Yeah. Um, which makes it even more mortifying that Rue's telling her to be sexy. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah. That's, and, then, and, then, and then she talks to Bimini and that, I mean, that's, and so, finally, we understand why they've both got yellow mullets. Yes, it's a non-binary yellow mullet. And I don't think we've had this conversation on... Drag Race UK, unless... No. Uh, d- did Davina touch on it last year briefly, maybe? I don't know. Um, mm, I don't think... No, I, I think she talked on, about it after the show, maybe, in interviews, but I think mm. this is the first airtime we're getting, which is very mm. educational for um, BBC viewers, because a lot of people won't even know what this oh, means. Well, 100%. Well, that, I mean, they'll have heard non-binary, and they'll be like, oh, it's just woke bullshit, blah, 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 blah. But I... Um... I mean, again, this is why I was giving, I'm giving it such a high score because I genuinely felt for both of them. And, you know, and her and like, and Ginny saying that she had to leave her family unit. And it was, you know, when they made her feel like shit and were just, she was just ugly the whole time. And, um, and that she didn't feel like she fit in anywhere until she heard the term non binary. And then they both gravitated towards it. And I think um, for a lot of people who, think of you know those that sort of terminology is load of bullshit and um and and made up etc 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 this is like an example of what it actually means and what it means to genuinely real people well yeah i think it's i think it's a thing where as most gay men we can identify with this issue of feeling like not fully masculine Mm. not fully feminine Mm. i mean i feel Mm. fully masculine but i mean a lot of gay men don't but um i think it's that thing of like so we can all identify to this problem, uh, but we don't. So for some people, the term non-binary helps, and if it helps, mm. then why not? It's not hurting anyone, no, is exactly. it? So no, my, it's exactly that's what they say. I mean, it's like it's literally nobody else's business. I mean, if you want to identify as that, then that is that is it's it's fine. But I just, this is what the whole the whole trans debate is with everybody, like you know, being up in arms about this or up in arms about that. It's literally none of your business. It's like you're you're not the one going through this, so it doesn't. So it honestly doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. So I mean, it's great. It's great. It's great. You get your tuppence in, but really, no one cares. 
it's all down it's all down to the person i think it's um it is as you just said it's, it's educational my mum used to call uh virgin tuppence so saying put your tuppence in is very triggering for me so <laughs> Sam... my, my my mum always used to say when i was going on holiday she always used to say keep your hand on your apney on your apney on your halfpenny, your halfpenny. Your halfpenny, that's probably what it's worth as well. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether she was talking about my ring or my, or my pump and toolkit, I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, to ask a deep question, Sam, do you love yourself? Uh, yes. But do you know what? I did for a long time. Why? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> what, what I, is... No, but it, t- it, t- it took me a while. I would say I didn't love myself until maybe 23 23, that's quite good, I think. I would say I was probably mm, maybe... Um, I think I had a little peek at 14, it went away again, and then it came back <laughs> around 19. And it's always been ebbs and flows since then. Some days I look in the mirror and think, God, you've got it all. Ed- ebbs and flows. <laughs> and then other days I'm like, Jesus Christ, what am I thinking? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Some days I'm like, oh my God, yay me. And other other times I'm like... Oh, it's you again in the mirror. There you are. Yeah. There you are. Looking at me, fucking ugly as ever. I wish you were dead. (laughs) Oh, wait, maybe that's just me. Sorry. I think you're projecting a little bit there. Um, (laughs) Ahura says uh, to taste, if you're Welsh, you can get away with anything, which I'd like to point out bullshit from, because we all remember (laughs) Ian Ian Watkins from Lost Prophets. He was Welsh. Oh, fucking hell. And he most certainly didn't get away with it. He's still in his uh, prison cell. I think he's still alive. He may be dead. Well, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I was going to say something about COVID and prisons, but um, I'm not going to. And also, I don't know, prison's too good for him. Freak! Is there a lot of COVID in prisons? The Yorkshire Ripper died from COVID, didn't he? Yeah, and um, there was a whole story this week actually about um, uh, Lee Rigby's killer. You know, the soldier Lee Rigby, his killer yeah. was um, in hospital with COVID and I think he's on like a ventilator and they're like, and the, uh, Lee Rigby's mother was like, that's too good for him. He's got to be able, he, they've got to pull him through and get him back in prison. And I don't know about that. I is think, he you know, is he the one with the black eye? No, that's Dale something. The, oh, oh, the white guy with the black eye that's weirdly fit. Oh God, he was kind of um, fit, wasn't he? Is that okay to say? Yeah. Well, we've said it now, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, 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 no. It's 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 somebody else, and I I don't know if they should use a bed for a COVID prisoner, but then they but they ha- they take the Hippocratic oath, so they have to um they have to give people treatment no matter where they're from or who they are. Otherwise, they're a hypocrite. Hypocrite oath. Um, (laughs) But to go to something more offensive than mass murder, Tia's outfit, she's changing it up um, halfway through the day. Is she crazy for doing this? Of course she's crazy. I mean, she just... I mean, the thing is, it's like... I mean, okay, can you tell me, actually? So, two of them have bodysuits this week. So, she's wearing, like, a a bodysuit, and so is... um, What's her name? Astina. And I think... um, So... But they didn't make those those bodysuits did they they just added stuff to them the bodysuits were in the box oh i didn't notice that see i'm really bad at noticing these details like everything on like everything on about the outfit they didn't make no i imagine they didn't especially because tia had that hole in her armpit but um (laughs) at this point when she said she was going to change outfit i thought i felt for you sam because i thought i know she's your favorite and i thought i think she's in trouble here she might be going home i know i know that's why i thought as well and i was really concerned but we got my favorite quote of the episode out of that moment which is whoever won by playing safe except in the context of sexual health (laughs) <laughs> and she said it so seriously as well. I loved it. There was there was so many funny bits when uh, when Judy's walking around with her with her breastplate on and her um, and, <laughs> and what's name says she looks like oh she looks like a sex doll with googly eyes. <laughs> And Ginny says, there was nothing like sexy dra- about that. <laughs> and Ginny said she felt like a drag queen as if it was the worst thing in the world. I was like, know your audience. <laughs> it was. It was see, <laughs> seeing Ginny Lemon with those boobs on, walking around with the with the Ginny Lemon hair and, and face, not even like a wig and makeup, was pretty fucking terrifying. Well, do you know what? You mentioning that has actually made me think I'm going to come up to an eight now. You're, you're dragging me up. 
You were. Oh my god, we're already up two points. Because yeah, there, there, yeah, there, yeah. there were a lot of fun bits. There were. Um, and then we get to this bit, which I'm going to call bullshit on this. A horror star oh. talking about the fact she was blacklisted in the fashion industry because uh, she does oh. drag. And she says no one will mm. employ her as a designer. And I just mm-hmm. think, A, it's a rubbish sub-, sub story. And B, I don't think that, well, I mean, it could be true, but I think might the truth just be that she's not that good a designer. I don't think that. Um, so I've got I've got I've got friends who are fashion designers. I've, I've got friends who went to um, the school that she went to and that kind of stuff. And they don't. Um, no one would give a. Sh- I don't think anyone would give a shit about what you did outside. You know, extracurricular stuff, and especially being a drag queen. Nobody. You know, I know she's tr- she's trying to sort of twist it into a. Um, Sympathy vote thing. Yeah, in, into a sympathy vote. All that people think that drag queens are just you know like you know. Uh, Lily Savage or whatever when nobody thinks that anymore like we know that drag has changed and most people know that drag has changed and, and especially thing is like no I, I, I definitely call bullshit on that sorry it's it's a, a thinly veiled sob story that I don't think you know can hold any water frankly because drag is fashionable now plus all the designers are gay so it's like they're not like stuffy old straight men are they um, exactly. and, being a desi- and being a designer as well and a drag queen like it means you can you know, design outrageous stuff for yourself that you you wouldn't be able to do if you were designing for yourself, like, you know, a tailored suit or something. So I just think, I think it's crap. And the other thing Ahara is doing that's outrageous is while she's bickering with Tace and they're bickering like an old married couple, she's making a joke saying that Tace finishes quick. So she's now revealing secrets about her in the bedroom on, on global TV. I know. I know. It was like, oh my God, are you talking about her ejaculation? Jesus. She's already trying to distance herself from you and be like, don't mention it. And now you're going into the gory details. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I felt I a bit intrusive or intruded. I'm not really sure. <laughs> so we get to the runway and Rue comes out in like a pink and silver showgirl type outfit, which is not her usual style. Was this one for you? Uh, yes, I loved it. I think she's looked fabulous all season. Uh, it's quite like, it's a bit playful, I'm going to say. Playful. I'd say it's decent. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rave about it. I, I will rave about this though. I love the fact RuPaul and um, Michelle Visage did a back and forth of EastEnders. You ain't my mother. Yes, I am. <laughs> but again, Ru can't do the accent. So well, you just know they have no idea what they're referencing whatsoever. But no, someone's written yeah. it down, given it to them, and said, "Say this." Oh, the no, Brits Michelle, will love Mich- it. <laughs> Michelle is an Anglophile. She know. No one knows more about. British culture or Madonna than Michelle. Excuse me? Do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> sorry, sorry, she's got you beat. How very dare you? And um, I also love the fact Graham Norton is um, uh, saying his two best friends are Chardonnay and Sauvignon. <laughs> I like that too, uh, and it's true. And um, what about Rosé is what I thought. <laughs> Oh wait, she's on. She's on. She's on season thirteen. No, he shagged the other one. He'd need a lot of chardonnay to shag <laughs> Tina Burner. <laughs> that would have been funny if he said, "My two friends are chardonnay and rosé." Ooh, that's a burn for Tina Burner. <laughs> and then we get to Jordan Dunn, who I just think is a bit Jordan dull, really. She's not. Uh, yeah, dull. Um, I get why they've got it's a you know it's a fashiony challenge. They've got her on, and she. I mean, she is stunning. But I mean, that is the thing mainly with models that you know they look incredible but don't open your mouth babes well we've all interviewed her before because she's always used to be at parties and it's just like you just give up after a while she's not going to say anything she's just like no. just very very dull right and they didn't even use her for any of the quips either did they particularly and even when she did she has no delivery absolutely no delivery um but but who delivered on the runway so first up we get the <laughs> um the black looks which is Tace and a horror. So Tace came yeah. out kind of like in a black beetle realness and mm. a horror looked like a glittery butt plug, I thought. <laughs> I thought they were both, as I said before, they were it's, black looked good and I think they both looked good. Well done, well done, a horror. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought they both looked really good. I liked both these looks, but who wore it best is the question. Um, I, so initially I would have said the taste wore it better, but then I didn't realise that, like, I mean, so the horns, were that from a, was that from a different outfit? 
That was from week one when she did her home look, which was Wales. So she used the same the same headpiece. Well, I didn't notice it either till they clocked it later. But she it's a different colour. So mm. it's not like I I still preferred Tace's, um mm. probably. I think they it looked a bit more out there, a bit more drama. Yeah, but yeah, they were both good. Um, unlike the pinks, which I thought both were a little struggle. <laughs> so the pinks were Ginny coming out attempting to be sexy. And I don't even really know what Sister Sister was going for. I don't know why she keeps doing this blue face thing. What was the blue face? I don't understand. And, and the thing is with Ginny, it's because she was doing sexy and she hasn't done it before. Everyone was like, oh my God, she's doing sexy. Oh my God, she looks amazing. But it's like one of those, you know, do up shows where you basically get someone who's awful and you basically put them in like you know and they and they you scrub them up you put them in a it's like that one like 10 years younger or something you scrub them up you put them in something decent and you're like because they looked so hideous before you're like oh my god <laughs> what a transformation but like in the scheme of things she still looks shit <laughs> that was very kind of you after she bared her soul this week sam about <laughs> <laughs> oh no I, I love i love her like she's i mean after the bearing of the soul i'm, def, I'm definitely on on her side 100 percent Oh, I wanted to win, absolutely. But this was not her strongest showing. But it was cool that she tried I didn't it. Say, I didn't say I wanted her to win at all. No, you, you're team tier, we know that. Uh, but who wore no, it she's best... Not gonna, she's definitely not going to win. <laughs> who, who wore it best at Ginny and Sister Sister? Definitely Sister Sister. I mean, like, I mean, the blue face was weird, but the makeup was lovely. Yeah, I agree. And then we get to the greens, Michelle's least favourite colour. So Veronica mm. comes out kind of in an Irish-inspired Eurovision dress type thing. And then we get Tia's um, <laughs> green dress, which I'm just going to go out on a limb. I thought she looked all right. I didn't think it was as bad as everyone was saying. She, she did look all right. I thought it was fine. I mean, like, but I, I agree with what they're saying about her having probably the same measurements as Jordan Dunn. I mean, like, she is tall and skinny and, like, think what you... Because she has the the raw material to be fucking stunning. And then, so it was, it was like a bit of a... You know, like a 60s, you know, roller skate sort of working in a diner sort of look. Yeah, it was a bit costumey, but because she's worn so much bad stuff, I think it it looks <laughs> it looks better than the stuff that she's paid for. So I was like, oh, it's a step up. But yeah, it definitely Veronica wore it best, so that was an easy one, I think. I could definitely I could definitely hear B and M on the phone trying to get the measurements for that outfit <laughs> so they could um, so they could sell it. <laughs> oh my god. We we want to do a collaboration with Tia, the Tia collection of shabby costumes. <laughs> I think we should do a collaboration with B&M, the amount we mention them. I mean, it, it's always in a negative context, but still, if they want to sponsor us, please get in touch. Feel free. <laughs> um, so the blue ones, again, a bit disappointing. Well, Astino, I agreed with everything the judges said about her anime schoolgirl. I thought it was really underwhelming and I expected more from her. And I have to say, as I was watching it with David, the first thing David said was, way too boxy and broad um and that's the truth she looked at she's too she was too big for that there was no illusion like i mean she's too broad to wear that and get away with it and um she did look really sportsman like and rue says later really blokey and um and i didn't and i I do i i get the anime thing they're going for it she's sort of going for like a sailor moon look and that sort of dissipated and it just became this sort of ice skater nonsense and then well by the time you looked at it and it, it was uh, like did she make that top because i don't i just i don't get it and there was no boobs it just looked like it just looked like a like half man half the top half was like <laughs> like a, a man doing a man in you know dancing on ice and then the bottom bit was well women doing dancing on ice so it was just awful She's putting the man in Mandela, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mandela. <laughs> and she she but I was quite impressed with Bimini. I thought Bimini she did like a Vivian Westwood. It was beautiful. Look. Yeah, it was good. Blutiful. It was for me, for me, it beautiful. That was my favourite look of all of them. I thought she should have won, actually. I think my favourite was probably Tace or yeah, I'd say Tace actually, surprisingly. Mm. Um yeah. but undoubtedly Bimini beat Estina. And then the last one, mm. it was between Ellie and Lawrence Cheney. Uh, so Ellie came out in like a gold kind of, I don't even know how to describe it, Marie Antoinette 
Beyonce-esque. It was, yeah, and a bit panto and a bit like, I mean, it was also had like a like a 70s sort of sci-fi vibe. Like, yes. Um, you know, it was just weird. It was really weird. I did like it though. But with, yeah, I liked um, it, yeah. with Lawrence Cheney, uh, I really loved the bottom half of the dress, but I wish the whole dress had been made out of the same gold as the bottom because the, the lighter colour on top, I just thought it washed it out a little mm. bit. But I guess it was well made. I was really surprised that she won. And like, I know she was like, oh, I look like a 40-year-old. More like a 60-year-old. It was like, she yeah. was super... I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I must have... I have to go back and watch it again because I must have missed something. Because I did not think it was win-worthy at all. I totally agree. I didn't think... I feel like they just wanted to give Lawrence a win. And I feel like they... Who were the other options, really? I don't think anyone killed it, so there was um, Tay Sahara. Bimini thought I thought killed it. Bimini should have had the win. It's beautiful. Yeah, maybe Bimini, but I mean, I think they definitely want Lawrence in the final, and we're almost halfway through already, so they want to give her a win. So <gasps> Are we? No. There's still, there's still nine queens. I know, but they'll have, like, four in the final, probably, so... I don't know. We won't be far off. Um, so who? And, and to be fair, if it was it's episode three, so if it was if we were halfway through, there'd only be six episodes. <laughs> that was last season. Um... <laughs> we'll do the last. We'll do the last eight on Zoom. Oh. <laughs> so uh, which ones do we agree and disagree with? So we agreed that a horror wore it. Oh no, I disagreed with that. I thought taste wore it best. Mm-hmm. We. Disagreed with Lawrence. We agreed with Bimini. Agreed with Veronica, and yeah. we agreed with Sister Sister. But it was good that yeah. Lawrence Cheney won because she got to say "fuck me sideways" and then go "I'm buzzing out my tits." Fuck me sideways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was nice that even though the queens lost, so they were they were mm. all in the bottom. Some of them still got really good critiques. They were like, "Oh, you lost, but you're still." basically in the top which happened to mm. taste and happened to um ellie as well so that was good yeah, yeah. and taste gave a little one-liner i liked which she said she was looking a bit finesse felts because of her no although although she said phelps and ruined it oh did she i missed that yeah i i i know <laughs> i was a bit sad for that because it would have been it should have said finesse felts that would have been funny but she said phelps so, there, there, fuck, there is actually a drag queen in London called Vanessa Felch, actually, which um, <laughs> yes. I met, had the displeasure of meeting once. No, she's lovely. Um, <laughs> displeasure. <laughs> qu- quite a character. They tell Ginny that they admire the fact she tried, but her heels should have been higher and she needed a smaller... I mean, that was shocking. Those horrible... They, she, she had, like, fucking Theresa May kitten heels on. Come on. <laughs> Dancing to Dancing Queen as she came out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Theresa May. <laughs> and then she asked, um, RuPaul asked, why haven't you felt sexy? And she said, I've had it drummed into my head. I'm basically worthless and nothing. And I'm hearing nice things here. We've had so many tears. So many tears this episode. Again, this is why I gave it a nine. Like I, All the tears were valid, I think. And they weren't... Um, we just got so much heart. I felt like I got to know so many of the queens so much more this episode and um include include like i mean she's obviously had a really fucking shitty family telling her that she's a disgusting yeah and, um and yeah so it's it's just like you know i mean i've no doubts that she did say she was, i mean i, I mean I'm, I'm totally getting eddie Izzard vibes from her but i really feel like you know they're saying you know that she's to try going along with that sexy look etc i'm really feeling that this is journey this is Ginny's journey and I think <laughs> I was in, I was envisaging by the final she's coming out and looking like a fucking glamour purse because she's got the um she's got the body and she's got the skill to do it I just think she hasn't done it before so I think like this is going to be you know a builder so therefore I don't not not the body of a builder I think it's going <laughs> to build up to her being you know like something Thing different by the end like she's going to start off as this like sue pollard comedy queen and end something different altogether having gone through a massive journey that's what i think she's going to shave that hairy ass and become an actual glamazon and she'll show mr and mrs lemon they were wrong to ever doubt her <laughs> those sour bitches <laughs> um i love the fact that tia even though she's getting completely red to fill she still completely cracks the judges up by saying that she was distracting them with her arms and like that michelle's gonna love the outfit and then that's when they tell her she could be a fashion model so you could tell they all really love her even though they clearly don't like the outfit 
Yes, and then, I mean, like, well, the outfit is terrible, though. So they can't, <laughs> you can't get away from that. They tell Astina that she they were underwhelmed. She barely tried, and then they tell her the necklace makes it worse. And she does that thing Scarlet Envy did in in season eight, where she rips it off, but it doesn't quite have the same impact. Which is, um, and then <laughs> it looks like it was quite painful. You know when you you know when you like you've bought like a new top and you try and uh, rip off the tag, but it's one of those ones that's really hard, and you're like. Ooh! And it like digs into your fingers. It, lo- it looked like that. You know when you're shoplifting in B&M and you're trying to pull the tag off? <laughs> and, and it's one of those ink ones that it bursts all over your face. <laughs> yeah, I just make it an accessory. But um, Astina, she cries as well. So that's like the third queen we've had crying. And it's like, Yeah, I know. God. So much emotion. And I, and I didn't feel at all like any of it was OTT. I feel like it was all genuine. genuine. I, I love this. Is, again, why I'm giving it a nine. It was just, there was... So much to it. I laughed. I felt emotion. I mean, come on. Fine, I'll give it a nine. You've convinced me. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> Fine, nine. Fine, nine. Mm. <laughs> oh, you've made my gay. <laughs> But you know, who isn't fine is Ahura, who is devastated backstage because she hasn't won, giving us Jan <sighs> vibes. That fucking sour puss face on her. Like, Jesus. She really reminds me of a friend of ours, actually, but I'll, I'll discuss that after this. But um, I get, yeah, like, really, I just, like, oh, just that narky look and super mean. And I've said this, I said this already earlier on, but, like, um, the meanness about Tia. Shut, like, the thing is, Tina has heart and comedy, and I think Ahura is jealous of that. Yeah, and she's saying, get Tia out. It's not fair that people, good people are going while well. she's still here. She's not my cup of tea, literally. And I love that Veronica, <laughs> Veronica stood up for her because she yeah. wasn't there to defend herself. And it's like, if you're going to say it, say it to yeah. their face, which yeah. we see she is going to next week. We see that from the preview, but... But then Tia comes back, suddenly Ahura goes quiet and she says, I, I know I could have done better. Um, I'm, I'm my, getting in my own head, I'm my own worst enemy. So it's it's sad to see. And then... And, she's so, and, like, and honestly, I just feel like, you know, that she is so genuine and really does, and really does feel like she's, that she's got elements of good and elements of bad and like and she wants to do better and like <laughs> I just think you just you know she's obviously come into it thinking certain things and like and it's a lot more difficult and she's gone and then like she's she's produced these two crappy outfits and then had to make an <laughs> outfit which of course is going to look crappy so it's just like oh my god everything I do is crappy <laughs> so I just you know I, I just feel for her and then I felt scared for her and for you because Astina <laughs> looks like she's going to be in the bottom. She's talking about how confident she is. And oh, I'm thinking oh, she's yeah. going to send home whoever she goes against. It's probably, Tia's probably going. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, what's oh Sam, Sam going to do? But um, <gasps> I was honest, I'm not being funny. This is again why I gave it a nine. I was on the edge of my seat because I had no idea which way this was going to go. Sam, I've given it a nine now. You don't have to keep convincing me. I'm not going up. I'm not <laughs> surpassing you and giving it a ten. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, madness, madness. So actually, my favourite bit of the whole episode is does come from Jordan Dunn because it's when she then said during deliberation, it took me a long time to embrace my features, and they're all just looking <laughs> at her like, "Bitch, read the room. You've got Ginny Lemon up there feeling worthless," and you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> I feel the same." Are you fucking kidding? Ginny Lemon being told by her whole family she's ugly, shit old, worthless. And she's like, oh my God, I Me really too. feel the same. When I was when I was stunning and beautiful and looked like this and they are paying me £10,000 an hour, it was really hard. It was just really fucking hard. <laughs> you know? yeah, on my third cover of Vogue, honestly, it took me a while to really feel properly pretty. I know, but... I really, I really, I really, it only, it only took another million pounds to make me feel as beautiful as they all told me I was. <laughs> So who is your bottom two? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I fucking love Tia. You know I do, but she was in the bottom two, and I and I, I agree with I agree with both. And I think that Astina just um, the, <laughs> and then when she took off that necklace, it just looked even more shit. It was like <laughs> it was you know it was it was a bad it was a bad call. Yeah, it and it was it was just. Because the thing is with Ginny, she tried something, it didn't work. Tia tried something, it didn't work. But as Tina, it just felt like she was just coasting through. And I think that's worse in a way. And because she's beautiful as well. And I think like she just thought like, I'll just do stunning face and have this, you know, shitty wig on. And 
It didn't work. Yeah, and I was worried that Ginny might be going because I thought Astina was going to stay. But I would have picked Astina. And if I'm being honest, I would have picked Ginny because I thought Ginny was worse than Tia. <laughs> look at us. Look at us, our two favourites. We would have picked them for the bottom. <laughs> I know. We're not very loyal, are we? <laughs> <laughs> no, but at least, no, it shows that we are being honest. And that's really important. Yes, it is. And and I love Ginny when she's made safe. She says, I'll burn these shoes and look sexy while I'm doing it, all right? <laughs> the quips, the quips they come back with are just brilliant. And then we find out it is Tia and it is Astina and <sighs> they're lip syncing to Dua Lipa. Don't start I now. I know. <laughs> Our dear friend, dear, dear friend Dua. And for the second time, for the, I, I think, wasn't it, wasn't it Don't Start Now for the first lip sync on season 13? No, it was Dua Lipa, but it was uh, Heart. Oh, it was, um, yeah, which it was Levitating. Break, break My Heart, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Break My Heart. Yeah, oh, well done you. Sorry. I know Dua's getting her right looking, isn't she? I know, they're loving her, but... Um... It's Dua, it's Dua Lipa Sinker. <laughs> <laughs> and it is Dua, because it's two. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm thinking at this point, shit, Sam's favourite queen is going home to Sam's favourite artist. This is like... No, I couldn't bear it. And then, and then it was shocking as the lip sync unfolded, because what did you think of it? I thought it was... Do you know what? Because, um, so David loves Tear as well, and we were both... Literally on the edge of our seats. I just, I didn't know. I thought, I thought there were great parts of Astina's um, performance. Just Tia has the heart, and she was funny, and you know, when she, you know, she did some good bits, and like, and even she was super shocked. I think if you would, I think if you, I think if a drag queen was judging it, they would say, even though obviously a drag queen is judging it, <laughs> they would <laughs> give it to Astina. But I think um, there was such goodwill for Tia that it was and the performance was really funny and there was moments of genius in it that I think um that it, that won it for her what do you think I thought well first of all I think it was the best lip sync so far on Drag Race UK because they both slayed yeah. it in very different ways yeah. and like you yeah. said I think Tia she did give really good moments like got bending down doing the limbo yeah. and then saying her back hurt and then giving it yeah. real emotion and the thing is yeah. with Astina I think she was really good but I think she can dance way better than that. So again, same as on the runway. It's like, I don't think you even tried, whereas Tia gave everything. I know it's a bit lackadaisical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And she didn't and she and she even did like an she did like a super trooper, with an Abba super trooper, and so everyone could see the hole under her arm. Oh um, god. I did think a bit like, oh don't do that, honey. Oh. When I saw that hole, I thought she's definitely going. But then at the end, I re- I genuinely <laughs> thought it's going to be our first ever double Chante in Drag Race UK. But <clears throat> I don't think they can do it because they've got a limited number of episodes. So I think that's yeah. it. This is the, a big shock. Astina mm. won the first week. She was a front runner. No one expected yep. her to go this early. So, I mean, this elimination audit is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like I was... So- Honestly, I nearly wept with happiness at, at, and like I mean, tears are like weeping as well, um, as well as me, uh, and and like and they and like and it's so weird because it's like it's almost like even though Asina's being you know booted off, it's still tears moment because like she's like literally the tears are rolling down her face, and um, she's <laughs> like, oh honey, honey, it's okay, it's okay, like you did it, you did it, it's all right, don't worry, as in like. Astina sort of looking after her as she as she you know b- cries buckets as she walks off, and then you obviously you get to see a horror's face. It's like thunder. <laughs> yeah, the horror on her face. But um, yeah, I mean, I get why Tia's coming from because she knows the thing she's been critiqued for. She's not suddenly going to get better at it overnight. Mm, so mm. has she just sent someone away who could have won just to stay an extra week? I hope not, because I really like Tia. I hope somehow she can make it to the final, but it's looking like she's not going to be able to change this aesthetic. Oh, I don't think she'll make it. I don't think she'll make it to the final. Well, it's hard. I mean, I, I get, I, I get it. I mean, as I said before, she's got the, she's got the, you know, the raw material to be this fucking stunning queen, but she doesn't have the skill for it. I don't think. No, but she'll be, she might become like an Alyssa Edwards, like fan favorite. So that would be good. And she gets to reuse her entrance line on the way out. Rude, which works well. (laughs) Yeah, it does work really well. And then we get a preview of next week where they're going to be co-hosting their own breakfast show, Morning Glory with Lorraine Kelly. So there's just so much Scottishness. With our dear friend Lorraine. I know. So we'll have, maybe we'll get Lorraine on for next week. I'm sure we can make that happen. Oh, we could, we could definitely, I could definitely get us a voice note from, um, from our daughter. Is that enough? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's that's reaching a little bit, but we'll see what we can do. <laughs> But thank you very much, everyone, for listening to that 9 out of 10 episode across the scale from both of us. It took a while to get there, but we got there in the end. And um, please uh, catch up with our Joe Black interview and um, tune in on Monday for uh, we continue to recap Drag Race America season 13, which I prefer controversially. <laughs> wow. You didn't need to get that dig in last minute, did you? I did. I really did. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. We will see see you on Monday. Bye. Mm -hmm.